If you do any prospecting with LinkedIn, you have got to go get set up with Surf. That's S-U-R-F-E. It's a tool you can use to add new contacts to your CRM system directly from LinkedIn in seconds. I'm using it every single day. I add contacts, follow my deals, keep track of notes, and it ends up saving me a bunch of time on prospecting and outreach, which means I can spend more time moving my deals along. The data is always 100% accurate since I don't have to copy and paste all the fields over from each and every contact that I want to put in my CRM. Instead, Surf does that all automatically with just one click in about 60 seconds. The team over at Surf has put together a very special offer for fans of sales players. There's a link down in the show notes and you can use the promo code JWSURF5. Don't forget the E at the end of Surf. That's JWSURF5 for 5% off your first year. Don't spend another minute doing things manually. Go get set up with Surf. I'm very excited to welcome today's guest. He's someone who needs very little introduction. His name is Brandon Bornanson, and Brandon is the CEO and founder of Seamless AI. He's a number one best-selling author, $100 million sales rep, and an eight-figure CEO. My favorite takeaway from the show today was Brandon believes that sales reps are the ones that are going to solve the world's biggest problems, and I totally believe that. He gets more into detail about why he thinks that in the show, but it really comes down to confidence, willingness to work with people, and ability to solve really complex problems on behalf of your clients or, in his case, society. So I really loved uh, listening to his thoughts on that. It was cool to hear his background story, how he got his start, not only in sales, but ultimately in entrepreneurship. He is incredibly confident and has just some really great mindset tricks and tactics to, to take into your day-to-day business. And just, again, really enjoyed meeting with him. One of the nicest guests I've had on the show, but one of the most talented also and, and successful. So with all that said, welcome Brandon to the show. Yeah, we're recording now. Um, Brandon, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. Really appreciate it. Of course. So the area where I always like to start with every single one of my guests, surely uh, the Brandon Bornanson that we see here today uh, is is different from the one that started out some number of years ago in in sales. Talk to us about your origin story. How did you get into sales? Is this Are you one of those people that for some reason, when you were a kid, you thought you'd, you'd get into sales and business, or did you fall into this industry? Walk us through how you got your start. Yeah. And it's interesting because when, when I was in sales, like selling full-time for seamless 24 seven, and that was it, you know, probably our first zero to 30 employees. That was when I had the most fun because yeah, I'm an entrepreneur now. And yeah, I'm a CEO of a 400 person company. Um, uh, you know, and we're grateful to be valued at over a billion with half a million sales, individual contributors and sales teams using seamless.ai. But I miss every day, just selling, cold calling, emailing, social selling, pitching, closing. That was like, yeah, that's my favorite out of anything I do every day. But uh, yeah, origin story. Yeah. Um, you know, it all started for me. Second grade, Miss Huber's English class, um, you know. I was the kid in school that was getting made fun of in, in second grade English class because I had garage sale clothes, big white t-shirts, extra large when I'm a small, 
um, you know, always had eating food out of cans because my family was poor. My mom worked at a grocery store um, called Mark's. Uh, you know, Mark's, it was a grocery store that didn't even accept credit cards. And then at wow. night, you know, on the weekend, she worked at a bank. My dad worked in construction. And then on the weekends, he sold at Macy's retail computers in Macy's. It was called May Company at the time. So wow. this is like a blue collar, non-collegiate family that I that I grew up in. And we were just poor, you know, like, like my mom just got our stuff from garage sales all the time. My dad was just working all the time in retail and just knew, you know, just from getting made fun of and just from never being able to buy food at, in the lunch line, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better life. Yeah. And um, had a bunch of really shitty jobs. Like I always had to work because my family didn't have money to give me. So um, one of my first jobs, it was the worst job ever. Have you ever seen any of those janitors in the schools? Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember those. So um, I was a janitor at the elementary school in the summers when it's like a hundred degrees in the schools and I'd have to spray all the desks with Windex, wipe them down, and then also use these razor blades that kept cutting me up, scraping the damn gum off the, off the desks. Uh, and I did that for like a few, like a summer and then part-time, you know, after school, after doing that for a few years, I wanted to blow my brains out. Uh, and then met someone at the mall. That's like, dude, you should join this call center. They're like, it pays insane, you know, hourly rates. You can make $7 and 25 cents an hour plus commission. Nice. So you can bring home like 10 to $12. And I went to the call center, applied, got the job. And that was the first time I learned about cold calling and about sales. This is 15 years old right, call center. Right. And there was a guy from Jersey. So the owner was named Jerry and he was from New Jersey. I think Hoboken, New Jersey. So in this call center and everyone's smoking. So this is like uh, 2004, shit, 2002, <laughs> 2001. So yeah. you got this massive call center. Everyone's on these old school Wall Street computers with the, the pickup landline phones. And then you've got this massive smoke room because everyone's taking smoke breaks and the whole call center, oh, I wow. didn't smoke. The whole call center was filled with smoke. But in the back of this call center, when everyone's dialing and calling to sell this like non-for-profit stuff, this guy named Jerry was in the back, glass window, and he was super wealthy, drove around in a, a Mercedes convertible. Yeah. And when I, there was one time I was standing out. So I got introduced to sales in this call center. There was one time I was standing out waiting to start my 4 p.m. shift at the call center. The door was locked. Jerry pulls up in his Mercedes convertible, jumps out, lock, unlocks the door. And I'm like, hey, sir, might have I asked you a quick question? And he's like very direct, aggressive. His yeah. slicked back hair. Um, of course. I'm like, how'd you, how'd you get so rich? And he's like, he's like, you got to like, master sales. And then he jumped into his car and drove off. Um, uh, and I was like, shit, I got to get into sales. I got to master <laughs> sales. I don't know what that means or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, after that, you know, when I was getting into college, um, launched a company that was super successful selling for online poker that made about Whoa. $12 million in college, was, in college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So basically cold calling. Well, 
it was door knocking. I, oh, I figured man. out a way how to, how to get paid to recruit people to join poker sites. Um, and then from there signed everyone up in my door room, knocking doors. And then from there scraped and built a list of the school directory and mass emailed everyone. And then from there built a website, took it online and then it really skyrocketed. Uh, but where I really learned about the importance of sales and list building and go-to-market strategy was my second company in mobile. My second company after poker shut down, it failed because I didn't know, I didn't know who to sell to. I didn't have the list. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the people that I needed to sell this B2B software for. So um, after three and a half, four years of trying to sell in mobile, it failed. I lost 4 million, went broke. And wow. that's when I quit entrepreneurship to do full-time sales for IBM and Google. Oh, wow. Okay. So then when I was selling for IBM and Google as an individual contributor, and then Google as a team lead, um, leveraged list building, seamless AI, SDR strategies, account executive, big deal, whale hunting strategies, and automated selling, mainly because I automated list building with seamless as my prototype, became a millionaire, and then realized, hey, I want to help every salesperson in the world do the same. And I remember when I like generated 50 to 100 million in sales for selling for Google, they gave me this massive quota. I hit the quota. Yeah. And then they literally like just said, keep selling. And, and they didn't celebrate me crushing my quota. They just gave me a new quota and said, keep going, keep That's, going. Yeah. So uh, when I left those companies to build Seamless, I came out with these, we came out with these awards called Presidents Club Awards. Nice. Because I, nice. I never wanted anyone to be super non-celebrated and, and, and non, non-achieved like I felt. And uh, this award, the uh, Seven Figure Club Award, means any user that makes a million dollars in sales, we ship this thousand wow. dollar award. And then the Six Figure Club Award, anyone that makes hundred K in sales, ship this award. We have 13 to 14,000 winners of the Six Figure Club Award. I nice. think almost 4,000 to 5,000 seven-figure club awards. Damn. We have 450 or so. I forget the number. You saw me post the number, B-Rock, <laughs> whatever it was. Eight-figure yeah. club awards and two nine-figure club award winners. So our mission at Seamless is to get every single person that we talk to into this club. Awesome. No, that's amazing. I have a billion questions. So uh, let me take a step back. So first of all, that is one of my biggest beefs with the industry also is regardless of how well you do. So, so your experience at Google where you kill it and then the new quarter starts over the new year, month, whatever it is, starts over and suddenly you're just back at zero again. And very few of my sales managers in my career have ever stopped to say, Hey, you should actually celebrate the win, embrace this. It's always just, all right, on to the next one uh, yeah. and the next one. So it's really cool to see that you built a culture there of let's actually stop and celebrate this. Let's like, let's reflect on it. And, you know, focus on the, the right metrics and the measures here rather than just, you know, all right, on to the next one, on to the next one. So really, really glad to hear that. That's pretty cool. I, I actually uh, shocked and surprised at how many of the seven figure awards you guys are dishing out. That's incredible to hear. Yeah, uh, I have my phone. My phone's charging right now, but I've got the exact counter literally yeah. on my phone. Um, B rock, my, my video guys pulling it while we talk, go ahead. We can continue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious were you, were you employed and you kind of started doing the seamless stuff as a side hustle? It sounds from your story that 
you're definitely scratching your own itch or you, you know, sought out to figure out a way to automate more of your lead generation. Did that happen while you were in your corporate job and you started sort of building a prototype during that time? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. So like I've always been an entrepreneur or salesperson because I didn't have any money. (laughs) Like my family was broke. I was broke. I needed to figure out a way to make money. Well, the best way to make money is to become a salesperson or an entrepreneur. By the way, I believe that the only people that are going to change this world forever for the better are salespeople and (laughs) entrepreneurs. Agreed. A hundred percent. Not accountants, not, not lawyers, not doctors. The only people that are going to revolutionize industries and make shit happen are salespeople and entrepreneurs. So I always had that in me. Uh, I quit entrepreneurship. So my first company, when I was 18, 19, 20, crushed it, the poker thing for party poker, full-time poker, poker stars. So I was like, oh, I'm amazing at entrepreneurship and sales. Well, then I did this second company and for four years got my ass kicked and lost yeah. $4 million. That's insane. So like I got to see both what it's like to go from nothing to rich and then from rich to poor. <laughs> and that was like seven to eight years of rise and grind every day for, for eight years straight on both those companies. So once I was like, I'm going to go into sales, I literally said after in mobile, I will never, ever, ever, ever in my life become an entrepreneur again. Just because I got my ass kicked so bad because I didn't have the list to sell to this B2B text message flip phone software that I thought would change the world. So then when I um, was selling for IBM and Google, I wasn't thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. I just wanted to automate what I I knew was taking up 50, 70% of my time, not pitching, not closing deals. Mm -hmm. So I basically audited when I was selling for IBM, this was like six figure, seven figure, eight figure deals, hundred K to like $25 million deals. It was for IBM interactive, the IBM Watson AI Mm -hmm. technology. And then also the IBM interactive digital, like we would build multi-million dollar websites for Xbox, YouTube, um, Kohler, uh, window companies, Delta, like a lot of tech manufacturing and retail Victoria's secret express the limited. Um, and I just noticed I audited it. I'm like, how do I make more money? How do I sell faster? What is taking up all my time from pitching and closing deals Mm -hmm. over 50% of my time was wasted on looking for contacts, companies, emails, phone numbers. So I'm like, okay, I got to automate that. And because I, I had worked at IBM and knew a lot about AI technology, I started playing around developing some shit and then slowly started to automate different parts of it. You know, I built this search engine that could find all the companies, built the search engine that could find all the contacts. And then I figured out really how to research, validate, and verify cell phones and emails for anyone in the world once I started selling for Google and then just combined everything I learned together and then automated to help me to sell and um, became the number one rep and helped a lot of people from my industry were buying from me, even competitors. And that's when, like, after I had 10, wow. 20, 30 clients in my side hustle, yeah, I was like, I originally wanted to keep Seamless as my secret weapon. Mm-hmm. This is my secret weapon. I can't tell anyone about it. Right. But then I realized, like, when I became a millionaire in my, one, of my, one of my first months where I made six figures in commission check my, in one month, I was like, that feeling that I had, I was like, I want every single person in the world to have that same feeling, like your life. Yeah right now is changed forever when you win the six figure club award or when you mm-hmm. win the seven figure club award. So that's why I quit, went all into seamless yeah. to help the world connect opportunity. 
That's great. No, that's cool. You built it just in as a side thing, solving your own problems. Uh, here, here's, here's a topic I want to cover because I think something that I've noticed with the top reps in the tech sales industry and, and frankly, top entrepreneurs, uh, there's a, a, you know, there's a few things I, I've observed and it's cool to hear that we have similar stories that you come from humble beginnings. You have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, enough of a chip on your shoulder to kind of get you going and finding where the money's at. Uh, but it seems like you're also, you must be very skilled in delegating. Uh, I'm sure, you know, you alone probably didn't build the prototype for seamless AI and where I see that beneficial to even just a corporate enterprise account executive is that ability to sort of project manage and get people working on your behalf and marching on your behalf. Walk us through how you developed that um, and maybe how you did it specifically for seamless. Like, did you hire an engineer on one of those on, on Craigslist or something, or did you have people in your network that you could kind of rally around you to, to build the prototype? Tell us about that. Yeah. So, so I, I worked with software architecture, software design, software UX, UI people, software developers selling for IBM interactive. Yeah. Cause I would, I, if I, if I was pitching a big deal, I would basically have to like pitch the deal. I, and, and a deal at IBM interactive, you've got 25 people involved mm -hmm. from IBM. So I'm in a room with UI UX people. I'm in a room with engineers. I'm in a room with strategists. You don't redesign Victoria's Secrets that's doing hundreds of millions of dollars online commerce without having a really big team leading yeah. the strategy. Um, I was just one of the biz dev people in the room pitching and closing those deals. So I learned from all these people, like what to do, how to scope the work. How would we do this from the ground up, building new websites, building new software, building new technology. So I originally built like the, the software architecture, started programming it, built a prototype that wasn't scalable, but like did little minute tasks. And then I eventually had like four different prototypes, one to find the companies, one to find the contacts, one to find the emails, one to find the phones. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to bring all that shit together. Right. It was like a very manual, like program, get it, export, put it in this program that I created, get it, export, put it in this other program, get it, export. Um, to where then when I was like, okay, I need to build this for scale and make this something amazing for everyone in the world. I started, I just used seamless, built a list of every engineer, software developer using software developer, software engineer, programmer, programming, Node.js, yeah. React.js. <laughs> so I used all the JavaScript and the development keywords that I wanted, put into seamless, found all the developers, and then just started cold calling and cold emailing no them. No way. Oh yeah. Oh, everything I've done is be, like the life you want, the family you want, the business you want, the cars you want, the houses you want, the time and freedom that you want is just one list away. Mm -hmm. And in our opinion, the only way to build that list and win president's club awards is with seamless. seamless. Like everyone I've hired is from a seamless list. All the fundraising, mm -hmm. like raising a hundred million in funding is from build. I built a list of a thousand investors using seamless cold called, cold emailed, pitched 347 of them, 297 of them told me, no, eat rocks. And <laughs> then finally closed 40 of them. Wow. So, and then customers, you know, the, the tens of thousands of customers that we have, it's just building the list, selling the list, building the list, selling the list. 
Uh, quick question on that. So where, where does the data come from? Uh, where do you guys, and I'm sure you guys do some form of enrichment process and things like that. And, and full disclosure, I've used Seamless in previous roles and in my current role, unfortunately. Yeah, no, not thank using, you so much for being a customer, man. I appreciate um, it. And enjoyed using the tool, but was always curious, you know, where, where do these come from? Is it just magic behind the scenes where uh, I click a couple buttons and all of a sudden I've got the email for, you know, a CEO, CMO, COO, whoever it is and their phone number. What What's the process that goes into that? Yeah. And I, I don't even think I answered your last question about delegation. I think <laughs> yeah. with, with, with delegation, yeah. it's just trying to do more. Like okay. I set massive goals, you know, like, like your, your boss, this is good for individual computers, uh, contributors. Yeah. Your, your sales boss is going to give you a quota. Let's just call it a million bucks. Mm-hmm. I was always the rep that would multiply the million by three to five X and I would reverse engineer the activity to hit the three to five X number on a daily basis. So, so for me to, okay, my rep, my, my boss, my chief revenue officer gives me a million dollar quota. I'm going to multiply that on the low end by three and on the high end by five, I'm going to divide yeah. that number by 265, the number of sales days in a year, mm-hmm. minus weekends, minus PTO, it's 265. So you take the three to 5 million divided by 265. That's the amount of revenue you need to generate. Okay. Well then how many deals do I need? Okay, well then how many appointments do I need per day? How many calls yeah. do I need? Leads do I need? Emails do I need? Meetings do I need a day? And then I would just do whatever it takes every day to hit the daily number required to crush the annual number. So if then for me to go from 1 million, let's just say I'm like, man, I want to go for 10 million. I, I want to yeah. go for 20 million. You personally don't have the capacity. Like at some point you just run out of time. Right, so, yeah. So if, if you want to go after a larger number, you are forced to hire more people to help you mm-hmm. or buy tech, you know, like a CRM, automation, like a, schemas, yeah. like a workflow, outreach, sales loft, right? But if, like you can buy all the tech you want. You're, you still don't have enough time to go from a million dollar quota to a $10 million quota to a $50 million quota to a hundred million. You're going to need a big, massive team to do that. Yeah. So my delegation, like, and I'm writing my fourth book right now, and I just finished it is a leadership book. I don't even know what the title is yet, but because I, I couldn't, I'm trying to teach hundred managers at seamless, how to become great leaders and great managers and how to delegate. Yeah. Like I had to learn by just force of nature, setting a massive target and then figuring out how to help lead and manage people to get shit done so that we could hit the target. There's much more scalable ways to do that. And I recommend when my new business leadership book comes out to pick it up and, and it, I've got a secret per day on leadership and management nice. and KPIs and accountability and communication and empathy, leading with empathy, kindness, strategy, execution, how to run daily standups, weekly standups, monthly reviews, quarterly reviews, annual performance reviews, how to celebrate, how to have candid conversations, like all of yeah. the things that you need a master to delegate. I put in this book because that question, if you, if you can become a great leader, you Mm -hmm. can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I really do see that. Like the, the top just individual contributing reps still, even though they don't have direct reports per se, they still do things like outsource uh, some of the SDR work to a contractor, or they're obviously using their internal uh, implementation team or technical teams to help move things along. So uh, it's a skill set that I still believe I'm I'm iterating on and improving on, uh, but it's one that I really want to master at some point and just really get to that point where it's it's a formula. And it's cool to hear that you you've kind of gotten it that way. It's 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 formulaic, and as long as you're able to clearly 
look at your objectives and then back into that and say, okay, here's what's realistic. And I, as a human can only put so many hours towards this. So I need to enhance that by using tech or other people to help, uh, you know, power this along. That's, uh, it's really cool to hear. Thanks, man. No, I, I appreciate it. And my goal is to just, just like with seamless when, when it, we built it and gave it, you know, now we've got 500,000 people on it, salespeople and marketers and entrepreneurs. The goal is to just, my goal as a, a human being is to just share everything I learned so that the people that know me could become the best they could be in the world. And that's yeah. actually a secret of leadership. I believe like doing things that help other people maximize their potential I believe a right. great leader is someone that inspires you to do more, be more, achieve more, accomplish more than you ever believed was possible in you. So like, if you think yeah. your quote is a million dollars, I want you to believe like, dude, that's some bullshit number that some salesperson just gave you <laughs> or someone in finance just gave you. You could do three, you could do five, you could do 10, you could do a hundred. My goal is yeah. to help you believe that you could do way more than that. And then support you, coach you, train you, teach you, uh, the data, the systems, the processes, the playbooks, and the people and the activity and the list that you need to go make that happen. And then kind of like push you and then you're up the hill climbing Mount Everest. And yeah. at the top is President's Club. That's so awesome. What, what would you say to someone right now? There's there's a lot of, this is going to be an interesting question. Uh, there, there's a lot of FUD out there, fear, uncertainty, doubt. There's some crazy macro shit going on in the world. Uh, you know, a lot of people are concerned about the future and things like that. You, you seem like someone who obviously has worked a lot on your mindset, uh, obviously, because you've achieved what you have and, you know, you've put forth the effort that you have. What would you tell someone who's out there, you know, waking up worried every day? Uh, how can they start to work on their mindset so that they can uh, drive towards more positive outcomes and eliminate FUD and, and some of those things? Yeah. Great, great question. And thanks for the compliment, Jesse. You know, it's, it's been years in the making. Uh, when when co I launched my first company right before the housing market crash oh, in damn. 2004. So, so like, you know, when, when I launched the poker company, it was 18, I was 18, 19, 20, it was 2004, 2005, 2006. It was amazing time. Economy was booming. Dot-coms were booming. Yeah. Uh, just crushed it. Right time, right product, right place, right list right work ethic, right sales strategy, nailed it. The second company in mobile where I told you I lost 4 million over four years. I'll never get four years of my miserable life back that I went through. <laughs> that was during 2007, eight, nine. Oh, damn. So yeah. like literally the market crashes, my family who didn't have a lot of money, lost everything. I'm running this company. I'm losing everything. Uh, so I just, I had to learn at an early age, like what it's like to go through a very difficult time, uh, in business, in life, in economic conditions and how to persevere. Um, and, and COVID when COVID hit and I was, right. we've been running seamless the past few years, right? So COVID yeah. hit two years ago, I was like, I got to share these habits, these strategies, these principles, these operating philosophies with my team at seamless to maximize their success. And that's why I wrote whatever it takes. So I wrote whatever it takes in March, 22 days. So our, our state got shut down in Ohio in March of 2020 or whatever. Right, right. I wrote whatever it takes in 22 days for a company, gave it to them in a Google doc and everyone was going nuts over it because it's got all these secrets about mindset, about being positive, about being coachable, yeah. about being hardworking, about doing whatever it takes, about eliminating, limiting false beliefs, negativity, eliminating fear, 
Yeah. So then they're like, you got to publish this thing and then published it. And luckily we've, you know, sold nearly a hundred thousand copies and damn, you know, almost a thousand reviews. So if, if you're struggling with mindset and, and habits and belief patterns, and you really are looking for a mentor or coach, highly recommend picking up whatever it takes. It will help you change the way that you think and view life, the way that you work, the way that you believe is possible. Uh, yeah. It changed my life and I hope it changes your life. That's awesome. No, I'm going to definitely check that out. And I, I think it's just, yeah, again, good for, for everyone right now to work on their mindset, but also work on their, you know, balance, their work-life integration balance, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I, I can imagine you've got some really great stuff to share and uh, I am definitely have to check that one out. Yeah. Like what one secret, you know, and, yeah. and this is like quick secrets on that, especially for individual contributors in sales. Maybe the demand for your product has, has went from the ceiling to the floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I've seen tons of these companies laying people off event companies, uh, travel companies, tech companies, all the, the tons of tech companies laying people off. Luckily we're, yeah. we're hiring a thousand people. I need to hire like 400 SDRs and 150 AEs right now. So anyone that's listening wow. to flat seamless.ai forward slash careers. Um, but during this tough economic time, what, you know, we've got 12 core values and four of the 12 is about you got to always view everything positively, mm -hmm. like no negativity, anything that happens to you, good or bad, view it as positive learning experience. What can you do bigger, better, smarter the next try the next time around? Number two is coachable. You got to be coachable. Try to learn. And like we have, we have a Testament and this is in the book, wake up every day, eager to improve 1% a day. Yeah. If you're coachable, you're hungry to learn. I'm hungry to learn from Jesse. I'm hungry mm -hmm. to learn from anyone I talk to online, on LinkedIn, in the books. I'm hungry to read the books. I'm hungry to take courses. I'm trying to learn so that I can improve 1% a day. If you make $100,000 and you improve 1% a day, by mm -hmm. the end of the year, you would have made over $3.7 million just by improving 1% a day, 1%. the compounding interest. Yeah. So like coachable is all about what can I do to improve 1% a day and who can I learn from and who can I get the success secrets to freaking apply and explode and multiply my impact. The third one is hard work. You yeah. got to work hard. Mm -hmm. If you're always low on the bottom totem pole with cold calls, emails, social touches, follow-up pitches, studying objections, you name it, you'll never be successful. Yeah. Your activity yeah. has to be high. You got to be working hard. You got to be always improving like progress over perfection whatever you were able to do on the leaderboard, like in sales activity in meetings and closes and close one deals and revenue, always try to beat what you did the day before. I think you just summed up like probably one of the greatest secrets. It's not, it's not even a secret, but you summed up one of the greatest hacks in, in business, which is that 1% every single day. Cause I know early on in my career, it was really hard to start out making, I don't know, 30 K a year in corporate sales or whatever. And, and, and sit and imagine like, how is it that guys and, and, and ladies out there are making millions in sales? How, how does someone do that? Or, or how does someone build a company from scratch and grow it to, you know, multiple millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think you just summed it right up. It's, it's a, it's an iterative process. It's 1% every single day. And it's compound interest as, you know, as you explained it, which is, 
over time, that's going to swell up and grow and you're going to start to see the results. And then I think the other thing too, is you're, you're saying focus on what you can control, uh, because what you can control is how many dials you make, how many emails you send, how many, uh, you know, leads you query, all that stuff. And if you're not doing that and you're, you know, intentionally at the bottom of a leaderboard because you're choosing not to control that, that piece, then, you know, you're not ever going to be able to, to start to build that compound interest that you're talking about. So I really love that. I think we should just soundbite that and say, anybody who wants to be successful in business, just listen to that last, you know, two and a half minutes. Cause that's really what it comes down to. It's compound interest and it's focusing on what you can control and pulling levers. So yeah, well, when that. I was a kid, I just always thought of like, there's, there's gotta be one little secret that will change everything. And like, the reality is yes. Like for me, that secret was building the list, selling the list, like everything I've done and accomplished in my life. I I'm closing office space right now because I literally was sick of realtors telling me in this one area that I want to get office space, that there's no opportunities available. I built a list of every single company <laughs> in the area of my city, all the CEOs, the investors, the C-suite. And I literally cold called and cold emailed them landed two different deals. And now I'm closing on a deal for my office space let alone all the investors, let alone all the employees that I've hired, let alone the tens of thousands of customers that we've acquired because yeah. of the list. Like that was one secret that is an extreme life unlocking potential secret. But outside of that, I always thought like, oh, I'll be able to learn one more secret and it will explode and give me another 80% like it did with the list. And unfortunately, it's just like all these things are micro improvements. And if you if you realize that life is all about progress and beating who you were and you're not in competition. If you're coachable, yeah. you're not in competition with anyone else, right. but yourself, yourself, because yeah. like, let's just say Jesse here on the podcast, he's super successful. Right. And I, I, I love him being a customer and I love following his journey with the podcast and just the coaching that he does. He does tons of six and seven figure coaching, which is awesome. I can look at Jesse and be like, Oh, Jesse's courses suck. Oh, Jesse's not as famous as me. Jesse's not as smart as me. But when yeah. I look at Jesse's content, I don't like my brain doesn't even compute that way. Right. When I see Jesse, right. When I talk to Jesse, every single time we connect, I'm like, what can I learn from this guy that could help maybe increase our results by 1% or greater mm -hmm. that could fundamentally change our business. Yeah. And, and when you're coachable, that's how you start thinking about relationships. Um, you know, I'm on these different pot, like uh, controversial podcasts sometimes. <laughs> and they're like, why did you interview this person? Why do you work with this person? Why are you doing work with Gary V? Why are you doing yeah. work with Tom Bailu? Why are you, you know, over at Ed Milet's house? It's like, one, these guys are game changers. Right. I'm trying right. to learn from all of these people. Like I'm giving to them. They're giving to me. We're trying to help each other elevate our game. And that's, that's part of it. And then the fourth secret on these four core secrets is you got to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Like yeah. any problem, any solution, extreme ownership. Can't blame anyone for anything in your life. Take extreme ownership. Mm -hmm. Do whatever it takes, no matter what, with all of these habits and principles to make it happen. And if you've got yeah. the list and you're being positive, coachable, hardworking, whatever it takes, you can do anything. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. That's fantastic. Um, I want to ask you, so you mentioned you guys are hiring like crazy right now, and I'm definitely going to drop a link in the show notes for your careers yeah. page. Uh, 1200 people we're at, we're at about 400. We're trying to get to 1200 people by the end of the year. 
Wow. Which means they got to hire like 200 more people a month. Every so month. I'm, I'm guessing, you know, because of sort of the macro situation, a lot of companies aren't hiring anywhere near that. And if anything, they're laying off or scaling back or freezing. Uh, how, what are some, you know, I guess maybe just share a couple of uh, bits of wisdom here on how you got your business to a point where you're in a period that's bearish and you're bullish growing uh, at, at that kind of extent. Anything you could pass on to us uh, out here that are trying to grow our own thing in, you know, uncertain times. Obviously, you've done something right. You've thought ahead. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe it is just sort of momentum or inertia, whatever you want to call it. But anything you can share around how you prepared your business for, you know, economic uncertainty and you're in a position right now where you're scaling rapidly versus cutting back. Yeah, I think it's a f- there's a few things that yeah. put us in a good situation. Like right when the economy started crashing in COVID and now I had an emergency company meeting both times, yeah. both times. So, so November, and I should have pulled all my money out of the market at the time. And I didn't, <laughs> I was in November. I was like, I'm going to pull my Bitcoin. I'm going to pull my crypto. I'm going to pull everything in the stock market out because wow. I've never seen these 20, 30, 40, 50% highs before. And then I didn't, and I'm so pissed. Um, <laughs> but then I started diversifying the capital like along the way with the crash. But but what I noticed was like, right when we saw November going to December, January, it started to dip significantly. I was like, okay, we're going into one of the worst economic uh, climates that I actually forecast will be worse than COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and had an emergency meeting when COVID happened with our company. And that's when I released whatever it takes. And then we had that emergency meeting where you have to just be real. I told all of our employees that you're to generate the same results you generated last year, you're going to have to put in three to five X the amount of work. Yeah. Research three to five X the amount of leads just to hit the original quota, three to five X call the amount of leads just to hit the quota, the emails, the social touches, the amount of appointments that it will take to crush your quota, the amount of revenue that you're going to have to generate, like it, and you have to embrace the pain. Yeah. Cause, cause no one yeah. wants to hear that. I'm going to make right. the same amount of money and I have to do three to five X the amount of work. work. Exactly. No one wants to hear that, but you know what else other people and other companies don't want to hear getting laid off, losing your job, not being able to pay your mortgage. So I just mm-hmm. tell people like, here's the reality. We're going to have to do three to five X the amount of work with seamless and other tools and technology and, and outbound activity, but yeah. you will meet or exceed what you did last year. If you do this. And let's all work hard to embrace the pain together, rise up and succeed. So that was number one. Number two, like luckily we built and, and leveraged Seamless every day. So I've got cell phones and emails to every single person in the world. Yeah. So we're just like when you three to five X activity and you're calling and you're emailing and you're sell, like, it's just amazing because at the fingertips, I could sell anyone at any given point in time. Yeah. And I assume like, responsibility for these companies that ha- are laying everyone off. I'm like, how did we not get seamless there? We should have given them the contact info so that they could connect opportunity. And I, I failed them. I failed their company. I failed their employees and I'm to wow. blame. Like my company and I are to blame. Wow. And then I think that... the, the last one is all about just uh, like uh, the recession. Oh, it's all about luckily for us, and here, here's something good. If anyone's looking for a job or wants to apply here, yeah. when the economy is amazing, mm-hmm. the demand for seamless is always pretty high because people still need more leads and they keep increasing quota. When yeah. the economy crashes, our demand skyrockets because everyone 
can't generate sales and they need anything they can to help them generate sales. Mm -hmm. So we grew the fastest during COVID. Wow. We grew the, we're going to grow the fastest during this recession because we've got everyone's contact info. We know everyone needs seamless to scale their business and, and survive and thrive. And then when you've got the right people with the right mindset, you combine all of that. It's crazy. You can do anything. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I can imagine when, when times are harder, uh, automation's key. Having something that's automated, it, it, you know, you can do more with less. And then, you know, you got to keep selling. You got to sell all the time. I mean, good times and bad times, you've got to keep the, the engine going. So I, I, that's awesome that you guys have built, you know, essentially a recession-proof product and that you're in a place where you're really going to be able to capitalize on a lot of the talent that's out there that maybe got let go or is moving on from a, a place that's freezing hiring and not growing. So, uh, you know, kudos for playing the game. That's, that's pretty badass in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it's that, just awesome that the families we get to possibly impact right here at Seamless. Yeah. Um, you know, when I pulled up the stats, the data is crazy. So like, you know, we've generated over 26 billion in revenue. Mm -hmm. 2.6 million in deals closed and 13.351 million in appointments. And, and these like, what, what keeps us going every day is like the 13,000 six figure club winners, the 3,946 seven figure club winners, the 455, eight figure club winners and the two nine figure club winners. So like wow. my goal is to unleash the employees potential win these awards goal is with all of our users to unleash their potential, win these awards. And, uh, when you've got that all in servant leadership mm -hmm. matched with kindness, matched with care. And then also I don't lead from the empire. Like <laughs> I'm in the fucking trenches with my people every day. Like yeah. I'm doing the work at 4 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day doing the work. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Uh, something else I wanted to ask you about. You, you mentioned a couple of times. I think you're you're in Ohio. Is that right? Ohio and Tampa. Cool. So neither of those in my mind are tech cities uh, as we think about them. And I think it's really, so one of the questions I get a lot from my listeners is how can I build a career in tech sales in, you know, B2B sales, if I'm not in San Francisco, New York, Seattle, Austin, wherever. Uh, so I think it's really commendable that you've built this, an organization of this size and caliber and, and with these kind of revenue fig, uh, figures outside of the Silicon Valley or Silicon Alley or whatever they yeah. call all those things. 100% remote too, which yeah. is crazy. Oh, really? You guys are, everybody's, oh, wow. Okay. So everyone's um, remote. Now, now Columbus and Tampa, we've got hubs of like 30 to 50 sure. people, Yeah. but because I was poor, like, <laughs> you know, I, I basically... You know, when, when I became a millionaire, I took all that money and bootstrapped building the company yeah. um, full time. Well, then I ran out of money and uh, like, you don't have money to get office space. You don't have money to sure. get engineers from San Francisco or New York or LA. So I had to hire anyone from anywhere. I couldn't like, we just worked out of my town home. The people that were in Ohio, wow. I had 10 people working out of my town home at one point in time. And then we just went hundred percent remote, which was awesome yeah. a long time ago. And then we've got these hubs where we've got like shared office space, these hubs, just so people can get together when they yeah. want. Yeah. Um, I think that's valuable, but yeah, doing it remote, all the haters, all the VCs <laughs> talked so much shit to me about being remote. All the people, I pitched the thousands of VCs and angel investors that all gave me so much shit for being from Ohio, being mm -hmm. from, uh, 
Ohio and being remote and, and like, you know, I just laugh. I'm like, look at us now. It's not about where you're located. It's about doing whatever it takes. If you've got the salespeople or the entrepreneurs, and by the way, again, the only people that are going to change this world forever for the better are salespeople and entrepreneurs. Right. If you've got those people who do whatever it takes, and then they've got the list, they can do anything they want in this life. Yeah. And same with tech sales. So the, the question about how can I go into tech sales? Dude, everyone's remote right now. Yeah. Like you could yeah. sell for anyone, find great companies, go prospect them. And everyone's hiring remote. And, and if they won't hire you remote, apply at seamless.ai forward slash careers. I got 1200 people I got to hire. That's so awesome. Now, I love it. I think you're also able to benefit as a, as a company of having more diverse perspectives, right? If you were to build a company in, in San Francisco, you're going to get one type of rep, uh, you know, one type of engineer, let's say, that has specific types of experience. And, you know, historically, that's been valued a lot in the tech business. But I think what's cool about what you're doing is you're, you're you know, in some ways sort of democratizing the ability to get into the industry and the ability to get, you know, you cut your, cut your teeth on the, the software business or the sales business and offering that out to people, regardless of where they are, because not everybody wants to, or can go live in San Francisco. Not everybody wants to go live in New York yeah, City. I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, now, now it's funny. I did have to move to New York. So like you just go through so much hell trying to build a big company. Yeah. Um, like, I, no one would fund me in Ohio. Very few would. So I actually drove to New York and wow. literally stayed in Newark, New Jersey. So the founder, Sergey Brendan, and his wife, the founder of Google gave yeah. us funding, Amazon no audible, Jeff Bezos and his, uh, and audible, they gave us funding and then done in Bradstreet. They gave us funding. So like, but to do that, I had to go to New York and New Jersey they gave me a free apartment, but it was um, definitely in a bad part of New Jersey, downtown Newark, New Jersey. Oh yeah. And I literally stayed there for a year, sleeping on an air mattress in a studio on the floor. Damn. And then I would just like, wake up, go to the office accelerator, grind 24 seven, go to bed, wake up, go to the office accelerator. Like I didn't see my wife, you know, months on end. Like you just yeah. gotta do, you gotta do whatever it takes. Like that stuff sucks. So I actually did have to leave my environment and landscape, but that's for raising venture capital. Right, right. And that was four to five years ago. Now I believe that the raising venture capital landscape. So fast forward, then I raised nearly a hundred million dollars, a hundred percent remote. Wow. I went from a few million dollar deal to a hundred million dollar deal because it, I built a list of all the growth equity firms, we prospected them showed them yeah. our, our growth and our market fit and our sales and our revenue and our tech. And they're like, boom, here you go. That's so awesome. And, and I, I'm, I'm imagining a big part of your pitch too. It's like, look, look at the economies of scale of growing a business in, you know, Ohio, Tampa and distributed versus the, the head count. Like the, the growth is just going to be slower uh, in, yeah. in San Francisco or New York because you're, you've got higher margins in a business that's, that's growing outside of those major cities where it costs a ridiculous amount of money to rent an apartment. And sure, you're going to pay top dollar for engineering talent, sales talent, et cetera. So um, and again, I think the, the most commendable part of it is like being able to open up opportunities to anyone, regardless of where they are in the U S or around the world, uh, to yeah, be able to it's, land it's in awesome this career. to have people everywhere, like yeah. even just to cover the different coasts, like calling down, like calling and prospecting. It's great to have people on the East coast, the mid coast, the West coast, uh, right. You know, international, like 
we don't we don't have, we haven't scaled with international a big international office and presence but i could see us starting to scale internationally in a big way yeah. here soon um i just love working with people that are intelligent they have integrity and they have initiative yeah i think it's the three eyes like intelligence like and and i was never the smartest person in the room but the curiosity yeah to me intelligence is curiosity like For the sure. ability to say like oh man i think that there could be a better way so i'm going to learn how to find a better way or the curiosity and being like oh okay my my sales campaigns are performing at 10% how do we get them to 15 how do we get them to 20 that that curiosity and intelligence to just always be improving and then the initiative to actually put in the work and then the integrity if you don't have integrity in business no one will ever work with you yeah. So I think those three eyes, I, I love like working that. with people that, that international like that. I like those three eyes and, and it's particularly on the curiosity point. I tell a lot of people it's probably the most underrated skill in business and especially in sales, because if, for example, if you want to close a multi-million dollar deal with a big enterprise, you've got to be curious about what goes on behind the walls of that company. Who, who's who, who makes the decisions? Why, why do they need to, you know, why are they making a change? Why do they need a certain piece of technology? Why is this a problem? Right. And, and it sounds like, yeah, I think your association of intelligence with curiosity, it's one and the same. And uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to double down on that. Cause I tell a lot of my, my listeners and, and clients that that's the case. Um, let me ask this, what kind of stuff's on the, the roadmap for, for you and for Seamless? Uh, I, I see you've got a couple of books already out. Is there, is there a book in the works? You mentioned there's a book in the works right now that's untitled. And then, you know, maybe share a little bit about where the product's heading in the next, say, six months or 12 months. Yeah, no, gr great question. You, you know, really what we're focused on is, yeah, I'll always document what I'm learning and what I'm teaching our, our people and our team, and then just share it publicly with everyone. Uh, that way I could just help and positively impact as many people as possible, not just our company. You try to serve only 400 people, 500 people, a thousand people. It's very um, selfish. Mm -hmm. I believe like if you've got a secret, everyone underestimates, by the way, what they know compared to other people. Everyone's yeah. got secrets that are one step ahead of other people. And if you share those secrets, like I did with these books, with sales secrets, with whatever it takes, seven figures, social selling, whatever, anything, LinkedIn posts. Like you could help someone that's a few steps behind you. So really try to help accelerate their, their life. So we're going to always be coming out with a new book every year. And that's just me documenting things that I learn or things I need to teach our people. And I hope that it, it helps teach all the whole sales, marketing, entrepreneurship community, the leadership book. We're wrapping up the um, agreement with the publisher. Nice. How I got a publisher, built the list, prospect the list of publishers. <laughs> like on my... This isn't rocket science. You just got to build yeah. the list and settle the list. Um, and then the product, man, the product. So really we're just focused on having seamless everywhere you work, everywhere you're at, mobile phone, anywhere you browse, just the ability to instantly have contact information and pitch intelligence about anyone, anywhere. And then constantly scaling the amount of data that we have on these people. Uh, you know, Sergey Brin and his wife, when they built Google, so many people try to get them to do 9,000 other things. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, we're going to build a multi-billion dollar company going all in on search. Right. And really seamless. That's what we're doing. We're building a multi-billion dollar company going all in on perfect search, perfect data for every contact and company in the world. 
And my goal is to have the most intelligence on every contact, every company, so that you can build massive lists of your total addressable market instantly in seconds, get perfect cell phones, emails, insights instantly in seconds, get hundreds of data points about the contact in the company instantly in seconds, get that all into your CRM. And uh, that way you don't need to research weeks, months, years, building your total addressable market. You just have it boom instantly. And then mm. you could sell and save, you know, shit, 90% of your time and just prospect and close. Amazing. So it's really, it's really a lot of like 1% more. How do we get 1% more data? How do we get one every day? How do we get more data about people? How do we get more data about companies? How do we make it more accurate? How do we predict better every day? 1%, 1%, 1%, one proof 37 X by the end of the year. And that is the goal for our users to get every single person in the world into presence club. By the way, when you hit seven figures, million dollars in sales using seamless, go to presenceclubawards.com. This is a thousand dollar award. Jesse, you and any, any of your listeners, anyone that wins this award, go to presenceclubawards.com, apply. And I want to get you the six figure club award, the seven figure club award or the eight figure club award shipped out ASAP. Awesome. No, that's great. I'm going to go check that out. Uh, where can my listeners get in touch with you or your team, uh, should they want to, and I'm again, going to post the, the link to the careers page, uh, on the show notes here. So if anybody's interested in, uh, you know, getting connected in with the, the seamless team for their next opportunity, uh, I'll have that hosted, but yeah, tell us how we can find you, where to follow you, all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, uh, I've got my daily newsletter, so you anyone can join seamless.ai for free. You're going to get my daily newsletter and hundreds of dollars in free leads. Just go to seamless.ai, type in your business email, join for free today. That's the fastest way to connect with me. And then also hit me up on LinkedIn. I also do different daily posts and strategies. My best secrets are behind the gate at Seamless, but hit me up on Seamless, hit me up on LinkedIn. Would love to connect. LinkedIn maxes me out. You know, (laughs) I can't accept any more connections, which sucks, but you can follow me, get more info there. I then would love to, you know, all of these books right now for July, because the economy is crashing. I dropped all of my eBooks down to like 99 cents or 299, I think. Um, so pick up the eBook and any hard copies. And I hope that they help you, you crush it. And look, this year is the best year to go all out to become the best that you can be. I hope that Jesse's amazing show you know, sale, SaaS sales players and everything that we cover and stuff that he covers will help you survive, thrive, and multiply during these tough economic times. I appreciate that. And I wholeheartedly agree that this is the time to do it. I mean, this is, if you look back at the last recession, this is when the most successful companies started uh, the last cycle. So it's a great time to really be, you know, introspective and, you know, hear Brandon out on some of this stuff. 1% improvement every day. Everyone can, can commit to 1% improvement. It compounds, it will all work out, you know, no need to have FUD right now in the marketplace. Brandon, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing so much valuable wisdom for my audience. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. We're humbled. We're grateful. I appreciate it. Uh, working for you during this time and can't wait to do it again, man. Keep up the great work with the company that you're running the show. It's awesome. And I'm excited. If you haven't picked up this guy's products, dude, he does coaching. He does consulting. He's got some playbooks that he sells, like pick Mm -hmm. that shit up. Success leaves secrets. Find the people that have done what you want to do and go buy their products, get the secrets and then multiply your success, accelerate your success with the secrets. So 
go check out his website, check out our website and let's, let's, let's crush it this year. Awesome. Yeah.